Good evening, folks. Welcome to a hot, sweaty balls edition of the program. I'm your host, Chris Wassel. With me is Timmy Rosenthal. And we don't know how long the internet connection will hold because it's literally sweating bullets, right, Timmy? Oh, God. Okay, at least on this hot, sweaty day, I got to teach my uh, nephew um, a few things in Wookiee culture. This is good. This is good. This is very good. Before, before you know, he'll be dressing as Chewbacca on Halloween, and he'll um, get to see his first Star Wars experience when it comes out this Christmas. <laughs> Chewie! <laughs> you <laughs> It does work well. It, it does work very well. Uh, like you said, folks, tonight we're still working out some kinks, as you can tell. Brass Bonanza, apparently you have to play at 30%, otherwise it plays like a, just like a huge echo chamber. Um, and like I said, it's trial, it's trial by fire here on the program. Uh, phone number, as always, is one three four seven eight two six seven three five eight. That's what Jamie Ben would say. Oof, well, he might, he might, he might be going down in the valley after this one. Yeah, uh, yeah. There are some early fancy projections, oddly enough, out of this that I have at least listened to. I from talking to a couple of other writers, so these are not my words. But I am going to repeat this anyway. Hmm, I Jamie like this. Ben's fancy projections this year with the Dallas Stars. He is going to score sixty nine. Really? Yep. And that silence you hear is Chris, uh, for once, being shocked over the fact that he's not going to be blamed over this show going wrong. Oh, boy. Now, not, nothing like this could ever go wrong. No, never. Never. These things never go wrong. I mean, look, we even have the extended law and order version of this. Really? Just kidding. Godzilla? Who let Godzilla in? I woke him up then, I. Oh, God, between Chewbacca, first Chewbacca, now Godzilla. Yeah, it's it's the third week of July, folks. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're doing our best to give you your money's worth here on, on the program tonight, but... I had Jamie. I, I jokingly had Jamie been at sixty nine points in sixty nine games. That a groin injury would sideline him for the last thirteen games of the season. Yeah, I know. I know. I thought about it. How much trouble could I possibly get in for that one, Timmy? Not enough. Not enough. No. No, you're probably right. Look, there wasn't much to happen in the hockey world this week. Although, laughably enough, during, I mean, in one day we had 20 signings that really meant little, not much of anything, which is 
just sort of odd. But we still have certain guys that out there that have fallen to the cracks, like Cody France, and somehow still isn't signed by a team. I don't quite understand that one. Christian Ehrhoff has talked to several teams, including Columbus. And then after that, it just it gets almost eerily silent to me. You know, there's a few rumors. There's a little of this and that, but there's not much. I mean, there's a few rumors. You know, like I said, there's a few rumors, but not much of consequence. This week well, is basically uh, lots of prospect camp stuff. Yep, welcome to the dark days of hockey summer. It's bad enough Woo. now. It's bad enough now. Just wait for another couple of weeks after all the arbitration hearings where we'll literally be um, grinding our teeth just to have something to talk about on this show. You don't know how much I want at least two arbitration hearings to happen. I just want two. I want Holpe to go to arbitration, and I want Stefan to go to arbitration simply to watch both fan bases absolutely melt down. That's all I want. That's all I ask for. I'll even take one. I don't want to be too picky. I don't want some crummy player like Marcus Johansson going to arbitration. That's no fun. He probably won't anyway. Um, I don't want like Craig Smith going to arbitration because Nashville's just going to get ripped through the cleaners on that one if they think they're going to get away with not paying, uh, giving Smith a decent enough raise. Um, but you know, there's a few, Timmy, there's a few free agents out there that still have not gotten the call. I got to look at Branson being the first off the board. Now, whether it's Boston or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don Sweeney has gone on record, not about Francis specifically, but uh, he has gone on record on having discussions with a couple of defensemen, and the Bruins mm-hmm. need upgrade. And guess what? They probably have the cap space to fit him in now. Yeah, they, they kind of need to at this point. It's just, it's just a question of what the dollar amount uh, will or what it should be, I, I guess. I mean, look, he made $3.3 million, uh cap hit-wise last year. It didn't work out in Nashville, needless to say. I didn't expect it to. He wasn't used right. It, it, was, a, it was just a mess from the start. It wasn't really the ideal place he should have been traded. He can argue one way or the other. Uh, it, do, doesn't help his, it didn't help his value to get traded to Nashville of all places. Um, yeah, he's still young enough. He's only 27. I know defensively sometimes Franson is out somewhere in, um, oh, I don't know. He, he's somewhere. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, yeah, you have guys like Christian Erhoff, but he's 33. Uh, came off kind of a nightmare season in Pittsburgh where actually his numbers weren't all that bad to me. It, just again, just didn't have any luck whatsoever. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of doesn't help when everybody is getting injured around you. Uh, and that seems to be a typical Pittsburgh staple, no matter who they try to bring in. Uh, you go down the line, 
what other defensemen are out there? Nobody wants Lubomir Vishnovsky at 4.75 million. Um, Sergey Gonchar is 41. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's kind of. And he still boots on the power play, and can you put him in a bottom six role? Less than 10 minutes a night. I don't even think. I don't even think he could do that, to be honest. I mean, look, Brian Allen's out there. Uh, Allen was nice enough, but there's no way he's worth three and a half million. Um, you get Andre Mazaros is out there, Timmy, if Boston wants to kick the tires. Didn't work the first time, man. And I don't think Don Smith would try to um, would try to rehash Norelli's mistakes here. No, 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 I would never do that. Um, Jan Hada <clears throat> seems to be more than likely a training camp tryout for a team. It's kind of sad because Hada's not a bad defenseman. It's it's ironic that one of the better Colorado defensemen is actually just going to sit there on free agency. They're going to basically just let him walk. Um, and you add in based on what they brought in, and it should you know. Hey, good luck, Colorado. We'll see if it works out for you. Um, Eric Brewer, really? Yeah, that's still one that. Well, look, I mean, it's got like I said, it's getting ugly out there. Hey, Bryce Salvador is still out. Uh, no, <laughs> you'd be like you could try out Zidlicky, another guy. Zidlicky's interesting because how I much? I think I'm a little surprised he hasn't been taken yet. Maybe I don't know. I, I'm just a little surprised. Maybe well, the, a team in the bottom three could have snatched him up on the first three or four days um, looking for a bottom three defenseman, but I'm not surprised that they haven't – that he hasn't gone anywhere else yet. Well, so Licky's biggest problem is he's 38. And – He's yeah. not worth $3 million either. He's, he's, not worth, he's not worth $3 million anymore. Uh, and that was plus incentives, by the way. That wasn't just three million. That was three million plus a little. Um, you know, is he worth one point five to two million somewhere? As a bottom pair defenseman with power play time, probably. Just gotta find. He's just gotta find the right team that's desperate enough. And uh, that will, uh, you know, come come September, that won't take too long. I don't think. This, no. this seems. Like to always be the case. Uh, Michael Roosevelt is a is a free agent, but look, he's coming off a devastating injury, and God knows when he'll be back. So, and uh, these are the names where you just cringe. You might want to cover your ears. Yeah, start covering Jordan your Leopold. ears. Oh, two point two five last year. Somehow. Ryan Wilson, two point two five. Maybe it's, oh, it's we'll just see. a little surprising, but talent-wise, I don't think he can get top four minutes at it, this point of his career. No, if you can't get top four minutes in Colorado, oops. <laughs> he's just then you can go down bad. John Erskine. This is when it's starting to get bad, Timmy. This is really ugly stuff. Um, we'll just oh, end yeah. the second page on General Fanager. Mike Weaver of Montreal, a 1.75. That would be a good September pickup for a team desperate in the bottom three for a defenseman. Mm -hmm. Keith Ballard, 
Let's just hope he doesn't slash any goaltender in the near future. Hmm. Ah, which Matt, team is key? And then Matt Karkner. And that's all I want to go into for defensemen, really. Yeah, I think that's kind of enough. <laughs> I yeah. really do. There, there, there's a level of suffering that, that um, we've, we've just endured that we may not be able to come back from ever. I don't know when you're second when the second highest paid defenseman from last year is the. Is on the market at 4.9, and it's Lubinier Vidsnovsky at 30, 4.75 rather, at 38. Cut it off. That's what we should have done. You know what? Yeah, we should have cut it off then. Damn. I, I, knew, right. I knew something might wind up going wrong there. Rats. Um, so is seven. No. Will he be NHL bound, or will they actually, will team actually pick up Semin, or could he possibly think about bolting for the KHL, which would probably best uh, serve him best at this point of his career? You know what's funny? I have this weird feeling that for some wacky reason, the team's going to actually take a shot at him at first. They're at least going to give him a tryout, and I have no clue how it will work out or if it will at all. But I just tend to think that Alexander Semin just it just didn't work in Carolina. It didn't fit the coaching. There was conflicts with the coach. There was conflicts with management. There was conflicts with seemingly everybody. Um, he had that one good year with him, Tlusti, and Stahl, and then it just went south. Um, I mean, I guess somebody brings brings him in, and you know kicks the tires and he looks pretty good in the preseason. He could catch on somewhere, but you're right. If he doesn't at all, yeah, he very well could be KHL bound. I, I don't see, I don't even see an option for him at this point. Uh, if he doesn't show something in training camp, he really does. He really has to get it together. Um, and as you know, Timmy, in training camp, especially training camp plus preseason being as condensed as it is, you got to show show something. you got to show something fast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that, that's definitely a problem. The other guy that I'm still surprised has not been signed yet is, what did Brad Boys seriously do to Florida to piss them off so much? I don't know, but he, it seems like he's been blackballed. He should have been signed by somebody. Look, is he worth $2.625 million? I don't know. I mean, he wasn't that bad. It's just basically Yager came. You know, Yarmir Yager comes, gets 19 points in 20 games at the end of the season. And that was that. Um, was, it, was it basically because he wouldn't accept a trade at the trade deadline? I don't know. Um, could he catch on somewhere for really cheap like he did a couple years ago? I mean, people forget. Two years in a row, he, paid, he played for only a million dollars. Yeah. You know, he had that, you know, he had that big contract that he didn't, well, you know, it depends on who you believe if he lived up to it or not. 
but somebody could get him for a million and a half for say one year they're going to get value uh, i can't see how not i mean boy boys is a pretty good player still even at 33 years old he has the potential to be a top six player still in this league i i don't think that can be dispute it considering the last couple of years except for the tail end of last season but that part of that wasn't his fault necessarily and it just looks like the he's going to have to earn a spot in september and it just seems hard to believe that some guys that got contracts like peter harold of all people mm -hmm. yeah peter harold has an NHL contract and Brad Boyce does not. Figure that one out. Ouch. Just, ouch. There's no, there's just no rhyme or reason for some of this. Uh, do, does anybody or can anybody provide a rational explanation for this? And I don't know. I don't think they can. Not even the injury ninja can do this. No, no, the injury ninja really can't. Um, by the by, the way, did did, did the freaking Mets game finally end, Timmy? Nope. Oh, come on! Are you serious? They go on all night. It may go be on all night. It's going to be the true wonder... fun that never ends. It's a good thing that this game started at 1 o'clock, right? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, let's be honest. Well, wait a minute. Well, one, well that was what? One, was that? Yeah, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Jesus Christ. All right, let me look at this. This is this will be fun with Brad, boys. Um, not going to look at his advanced stat, stat charts, folks, just because I don't think there's really a need to at this point. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get with boys. He, you know, he's decent enough defensively, but I mean, here's where it gets odd. To Emmy, I mean, yes, I know he, he didn't have an incredible season in Florida by any stretch of the imagination, but considering how bad their power play was, he didn't do that badly either. Um, he, no. you know, he wound up with almost, almost 40 points. That's serviceable enough. Um, you know, his time on ice started to kind of go backwards. I mean, look, the last five games of the season, he averaged a little over 14 minutes a game. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. I just, I don't get why he was bought out. I, I, did, did, do they somehow think that maybe... Uh, you know, one of their guys can come up. Do they think that Yager is the answer for the next two, never mind next year, but the year after? It's the only real explanation for, for buying him out. Um, so, you know, he's going to get a decent amount of money. You know, he'll get, I think it's a third. So basically he'll get uh, 875000 and then whatever some team plays, pays him. So if he got a million and a half, it basically would be like making his salary. 
wouldn't wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, you know, he had he had you know he almost had double digit points on the power play. Uh, his shooting percentage was a little off from his career numbers. Uh, you know, again, he was a plus player. Is he is he gonna is he going to score sixty points for your team? No. Is he going to score fifty points for your team? Probably not. But as a second line and possibly first or second power play line guy, I don't think he'll do too badly for you. And if you pay him a million and a half, that's a per, you know a million and a half. Even if you paid him two million dollars, Timmy, I would consider that actually a bargain. Hint, Long Island. Hint. I'd like to see him go back there, the um, Long Island. I know people say, "Oh God, no, we can't get older. We can't afford that." If something happens and God forbid you have to trade Kyle Poza, you're going to need a six to eight week fix for the rest of the season in the playoffs, or how whatever you eventually do with Poza. Boys has played with Tavares before. It makes sense. I look. I know it's likely. Look. The chances of it are minuscule, and I know I know B BD Gallup has killed me on this for even mentioning this. But why not? At least kick the tires on it a little bit. Um, there's some teams that just can't do it. There's teams too close to the cap. Chicago would love to add a guy, probably like Boys, on the you know very cheap, uh, but that's not going to happen either. Um, the Rangers, I don't think, would be able to swing it. Plus, they have apparently enough forwards, although I still think with the uncertainty of their their left and right wings, they could use a guy like Boyd uh, at, a, at a cheap rate. And they would still have enough money, barely under the cap, depending if Stefan signs for six, six and a half, or seven. So it all, again, there's a lot of moving parts there. And that's kind of why Boyd has fallen through the cracks a little bit. There's teams that he definitely does not want to play for. And the teams that he probably wants to play for can't make the room to sign him. It's a tough call. Uh, again, personally, it's, it's not going to be it's not going to be easy for him to find a fit. And I'm interested to see if this drags out. And it might. It just se it seems unfathomable that it would, but here we are. It's July nineteenth, and you're through the first two weeks of free agency, and he hasn't been signed. It's usually an indication because GMs are focused on prospects and arbitration hearings and avoiding arbitration. Once they hit August, Timmy, it's vacation time. It really is. And that is why there is not much to talk about after arbitration, kids. Yeah, that's why That's why laughably we have to do division previews at that point. Because there's nothing else to talk about. We have to do something. Um, you know, the fantasy guy, people start coming out with their guides. Uh, I've finished a few things already. It's, it's kind of funny. The Devils one was so easy to do that we only had to make about two editions. <laughs> and that's it. 
that that's that's how simple it was i mean it was really minor i mean we already had Colleen and add it before we even started the guide so that was one and the second one obviously um you know we're waiting on we're waiting on zaka to see if he's gonna be given an um an elc and that probably won't happen to september so that that's another issue in and of, in of itself um, scenes from a prospect camp timmy which is a lot of always a lot of fun um, I, I promised I, I would do this on the show tonight i went something i have not gone in 21 years timmy 21 years that long uh, it was that long i think actually no i'm sorry it's 22 22 years is the last time i was at a devil's pro prospect camp so they've been having them longer than the bruins have done in a sense yeah they've always had it privately yeah they've always had it privately but this was the first one i attended as a public function in 22 years um that's yeah and it was different i mean ray shiro was right there i was able to talk to him for a good 90 seconds to two minutes after after the game yesterday and sat there it was candid it was frank it was some things i can't repeat on the air but it was a lot of fun there was this, there was a growing sense that you felt that this was not going to be run like it was under Lou Lamorell the last 10 years or so. Um, and for some Devils fans, that will scare them. But I could hear it already. I mean, yes, the Devils are finally over the salary cap floor for now. You know, once we take closed numbers off the books, we'll have to we'll have to sign somebody. <laughs> All right, and eventually, whatever Larson gets awarded, uh, either via arbitration or a la one of those shady last minute wink wink nudge nudge deals, that I think is going to happen. Um, I I guess that's kind of the, kind of the next thing that we should talk about is the good old arbitration schedule, which is from july 20th to august 4th does it mean there will be arbitration hearings uh, let's say we're at about a five percent success rate over the last three years on average yeah five percent it's like right around five we've i think we've had four arbitration hearings in the last three years doesn't mm -hmm. sound like something to get behind does it to me no, <laughs> even P.K. Subban, uh, last year, while they went into arbitration, they ultimately got a long-term deal done, so it didn't get as ugly as it could have been. Yeah, this is, this is kind of funny. Um, now, obviously, a lot of these, you know, so a lot of these guys have settled already, and mm -hmm. that's the problem. Um, trying to think off the top of my head, Backlund I think settled from Calgary. Um, you know, Buma, Byron, and Juris I don't think are going to ultimately go and go to arbit arbitration. I can't I can't see that happening. Um, 
that and that's not much you know to be honest um this is this is what i'm talking about I mean, for example uh boomer's arbitration hearing is wednesday if it were to happen yeah i know <laughs> it's like it's just it just gets funny i always love going on the nhlpa site for this uh they must they must count my clicks personally and be thankful um uh this is where this is where it gets it, it gets good but oh by the way one gripe about the nhlpa site timmy it loads very slow maybe it's the heat i, I don't know um allegedly uh, and i'm and i'm looking at this here, here we go arizona has settled with all of its players so that's three off the bat okay Buffalo has settled with Phil Verone. Uh, Calgary has not settled with any of their players yet, so there's a little bit of potential. Colorado has settled with theirs. Nyquist settled with Detroit, obviously, with that four-year deal. Eric Halla is an interesting one with Minnesota. It could be fun. Craig Smith is allegedly tomorrow, and I have not heard anything to me. To indicate that they're close on a deal. I, I even talked. I even talked to Ryan Porth and Chase Headley from uh, one hundred two point five in Nashville. Nothing. I, I talked to a lot of people from you know from the penalty box on down the line. Nothing. I'm Craig Smith. You know, before before the show started, I figured I'd go, you know, I'd go on Twitter and see that, hey, the two sides are close. They're probably going to avoid one because, you know, it's the first, that would be the first day of arbitration. It's been nothing. Um, uh, Colin, you know, both Smith and Wilson, I think, are making, made $2 million last year or somewhere in the neighborhood. And they've had two rather good seasons considering uh, the system that's play, played down there. Um, you know, opened up a little bit last year. You know, the the emergence of some guy named For Forsberg. No, I didn't have him on every fantasy team in creation. No, no, I didn't. But you, know, you start going down the line here. You know, for example, New Jersey, Adam Larson's is on the 29th. I can't see it happening, Timmy. It's another one. I just cannot see an arbitration hearing happening from those two. I, I mean, look, Lamorell is not the GM anymore. And I think that plays actually into New Jersey's hands. I think if Lamorello was still the general manager in New Jersey, um, that this absolutely would get ugly. And it would be something where a lot of dirty laundry is aired in the papers. Of course, nobody in New York or New Jersey would read it, but they darn well should. Because I still want to know what happened in that mysterious three-week knee injury that turned into a three-quarter of a season rehab assignment. I, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that one. But unfortunately, you know, wiretapping issues apply. Um, the, ra the Rangers have Stefan. Here's a oh, it could get better. The best one that I've seen so far that has surprisingly the most intrigue is Mike Hoffman. Hoffman's hearing is not till the 30th, folks. 
But for some weird reason, Ottawa is actually thinking of perhaps walking away from – I have no words for this. Guy had, what, 64 points last year, Timmy? He, was, he had 49 points, you know, after January. He is one of the best players in the league, probably. They have a heck of a young nucleus there. Not goaltending with siding, because that Hoffman guy is going to just flop worse than a... Um, but, you know, they still have potential, at least. And yet, might possibly walk away. Scary, isn't it? Um, yep. You know, and then you go down the line. Philly settled. St. Louis settled with their player. Toronto. Taylor Beck. Yeah. <laughs> Let's laugh. You know, Washington, obviously, Braden Holpe's the other big one in this. Braden Holpe made less than $2 million last year, and he played arguably better than Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, that's right. I said that Metro Division fans. Henrik Lundqvist was not even the second best goalie in the division. He wasn't even the third best goalie in the division. You can make a case for that. That's scary, Timmy. You could put three goal. You could almost put three goalies in front of Lundqvist last year. You put Snyder in front of him. You could put Holpe in front of him. And you could arguably, health concerns aside, you could have put Steve Mason in front of him last year. Steve Mason was excellent. He just got no support at all. Um, I didn't That's realize that some of his oh, home starts, oh, the, there's just a brutality there. I don't, know, I don't know how many times I counted less than two goals at home for uh, goal support for Mason. And then defensively, when they do did get the goal support, they got a lack of defense. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's the other problem with, with Philadelphia is they give up a lot of medium and high danger shots. Look, their defense is not that good. It's not didn't the last I checked didn't improve all that much either. Um but like I said, folks, I mean, Andy basically, is now your number one defenseman in Philly. You have Timmy, to reevaluate. Timmy, that was the one I made. I made the mistake of doing this, and um, uh, Dominic from uh, Mimico Hero, who does excellent uh, hero optic charts, I looked at his and I just I cried. I, I cried in absolute horror. I could not believe a guy rated that low as a number one number one first pairing defenseman making five million dollars a year. There's bottom pairing, and then there's basically AHL-level defensemen. There are at least half the categories, Timmy. He was AHL-level. AHL. Not even bottom pairing, not even second pairing. No. A-H-L. Let's think about that for a second. Uh, by the way, uh, as far as the club-elected arbitration filings, I still find it odd that Edmonton – elected for club salary arbitration and then a few days later settled with Justin Schultz anyway. Um, you know, Justin Schultz wound up getting 3.9 million for one year. Uh, Jonathan Bernier. Again, this is another one where I think, what do you do if you're Toronto? Toronto is definitely in a rebuilding mode. Bernier is not a bad goaltender. 
look, he has moments where he's off in cloud nine during a game. Um, he always seems he always seems to give up one bad goal a game, Timmy. He just always does. He could have a forty-five save performance, and he'll let in a goal from sixty feet that you sit there and go, "No, <laughs> this kid, this can't happen." Um, I, I don't know. Um, but I am interested. I really am. I want to see the ugly arbitration hearing. I want somebody's agent crying in anger after one of these meetings. I really do. And I still want these suckers on closed circuit TV so I can stream it. I want to enjoy watching this guy go, this guy ain't worth six million. He's a piece of crap. Sorry, I just do. There's something. It would add so much spice and intrigue to the summer. And it would add it for writers, too, because it's like, oh, can you believe some of the things that were said in such and such hearing today? I don't want this private. I want this as public as possible. I want, I want to know if, you know, the Rangers believe Derek Stefan can't put on his shoes, the, you, know, the, the, you know, the right way. I mean, or something silly and stupid, like Derek Stefan goes out and parties too much. I'm not saying he does. He obviously doesn't. But you want to hear kind of some of the funnier reasons for rationalizing why a player is not worth a certain amount. It, it's different. Um, I mean, I, I love it. I don't know. There's just this part of me, ladies and gentlemen, that loves the conflict in our arbitration here. Just does. Is it a fatal flaw? Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> okay, it really is. Um, but it's fun. I mean, look, I know some, some people say these are players' lives. These are athletes that are still making millions of dollars whether they win or lose. It's just they make a couple million less. And a lot of these guys are younger for the most part. So if they don't get their millions now, they're going to get them eventually. So say if, God forbid, Stefan gets a two-year, $10 million bridge deal, his next contract's going to pay him like $7.5 a year for the next six or longer. Hey, what did we say about bridge deals? Bridge Last deals week? are bad. Bridge deals are very bad, Timmy. They don't end well. And neither they does really having don't. leverage for a bridge deal. I mean, look. Now, some people say, well, P.K. Subban, okay, wasn't a bridge deal. But technically, because they were so adamant on a bridge deal that when they tried to back away from it, Subban had all the leverage and could say, hey, I want, I want $8.5, 9000000 million a year. And Montreal caved completely. Mm-hmm. And I don't we'll care how many look years. at this deal in another four or five years. If the Canadian dollar is still shrinking, who knows? What is what is it, 77 cents to the American dollar, Timmy, or something in that neighborhood now? I know it's pretty yep. close. It's, it's pretty bad. Um, this is making it me really want... When the American dollar is stronger, though. Go figure. It, you're, you're 100% right. Um, I mean, I'm kind of happy in a way, because if I'm, I'm going up to uh, Vermont in a few weeks, Montreal is only a two-hour drive, basically. I'm really contemplating going into Canada and getting a hundred dollar steak dinner for only 70, 75 bucks. Let's be honest. Uh, 
Hey, Here, I'll give and, you a hundred of uh, my American dollars. There's a nice, uh, there's a nice um, let's just say, grown-up entertainment there as well. I can. That will be saved uh, off the air. Uh, 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 watch there. Yeah, people, people, listen to me. Um, <laughs> get in trouble for that again. No, no, no. But all, all kidding aside, this is where we're at, folks. Um, there's, you know, there's not that much. There's, uh, I, I always find it funny when you have the arbitration hearings, you have, you have the prospect camps, uh, by the way, uh, overall, I wasn't very impressed with the devil's lot of prospects. Uh, there's potential in there, but there's so much work that needs to be done. Um, I think I have the first part of it up on today's slap shot at some point. Uh, of course, the score NHL pounce on the fact that Pavel Zaka doesn't have a uh, entry-level contract yet. Well, gee, it's from Toronto, and they still hate New Jersey. Why am I not surprised? Uh, and it was just, look, Timmy, can you do me a favor? Can you tell me if the score article on Zaka was written by Ian McLaren? Because I think it was. I'll have to take a look. I got I got mon I got money on this uh, with somebody, and I, I just want to take a shot. I, it wasn't born. I know that. Because um, that would it would have been plastered all over the place on social media if it was Mister Born. Let's see. I'm going through Ian McLaren's Twitter feed. I think it was this afternoon, if that helps. Like around what, noon, one o'clock? I'm tempted to say noon or one o'clock. Um, this, this is what I get for going in a pool and enjoying the afternoon instead of doing work. All right, it was too hot to do anything. I don't see him tweeting. Oh, oh, Zaka. Yep. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> of course, his next tweet, by the way, Boston newspaper, the Boston Herald, names Bruins as one of the big winners from the NHL offseason. Hmm. Really? The Boston yeah. Herald album. Um, I don't it. think we were a big winner. I wouldn't consider them a loser, per se, though, either. They're kind of in the middle of the road. Basically, the Meet Boston is basically still a bubble team. <laughs> yep. just, um, and the weird thing about it is this. In the Atlantic, they could be worse than they were last year and still make could. the playoffs. They they potentially could. It, it, again, a lot of, lot of the, with the Atlantic depends on Florida and Ottawa. And how good mm -hmm. they actually are. That's your two two wildcard teams. If they're both improved from last year, sorry, Boston fans, you're not even finishing fourth in the division. Um, you have to hope for a wildcard berth, and you have to hope Columbus gets a visit from the injury ninja again. A lot and often. And, and, and again and again. Or Pittsburgh. You, you really have to hope Pittsburgh just gets nailed. Um. Because I think I think Pittsburgh's one of the teams that went backwards defensively this this offseason. Um, 
you know, lost Martin, lost Erhoff. Uh, Chris Letang is a night, you know, he's a great two-way player, but he's not an anchor defensively. He can't stay healthy long enough. Um, Olimata, you don't know what he's going to come back at or what level he's going to come back at. He's still young, too. Uh, Rob Scuderi is still in Pittsburgh. Wait, 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 wait. Um, oh, God. Oh, God, Timmy. This is, this is why I said the Metropolitan Division could be just completely wide open with a lot of teams in the mix. Um, the Rangers don't impress me much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be a great regular season team. They'll probably finish first. They'll probably finish first or second in the division. Um, but come the playoffs again, I, I just don't see it. I mean, their run, their run in 2014 was pretty lucky. Um, they survived against Washington last year and should not have. And then we're, and they were dismissed in the strangest of ways by Tampa Bay that no one could have expected. Tampa Bay to waltz in the Madison Square Garden in game five and seven and shut them out twice with an injured Ben Bishop. I mean, that just – look, if teams did not sit there and watch the videotape of that 120 minutes of hockey and go, okay, how do we replicate this? There's something wrong with you. Because that's basically how you play the Rangers. You actually give them power plays and watch them get frustrated, and then they unravel. Um, so, you know, it, it takes a certain team to do that, obviously, but they're not the only team that's vulnerable to a tactic. On the power play. Oh. It's, again, it's the one thing I will never understand. I can remember so many Stanley Cup winning teams having power plays in the top half, and now it's just completely different. It really is. It's 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 mind numbing to look at. Um, but you know, and, and what was weirder was all the original six teams this year having really just average to bad power play. Um, folks, there's about um, you know there's about seven or eight minutes left in, in in the show. We're editing the shows at around fifty two to fifty five minutes now. And adding a little bit at the end for our listeners on iTunes, et cetera, uh, for the um, Dennis Chicksolo uh, Hockey Radio Network that he's forming. We're trying to send him links so he can get it on the air and get it going. Uh, most of our shows on there will be about 54 minutes on average, uh, just, to, just to make it easier. So uh, go over to CoachCheek.com. Thank Dennis. Um, unbelievable hockey mind. And you might just learn something. I, I know I have about coaching. Uh, just things that I didn't even know. Um, now, again, like we said, there's several potential arbitration hearings that could happen this week. There's a few prospects that impressed me for New Jersey. Timmy, one of them was, this is fun. Obviously, Macadro was on the Devils um, tryouts for prospect camp. And he didn't really impress me all that much. <laughs> He's lighter than Johnny, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he weighs about as much as a sugar wafer, <laughs> even dipped in water. <laughs> that's how light he is. Um, 
one scouting report had him at 144 pounds. I don't know how accurate that was, but apparently uh, I'd seen it. Apparently that's not whether he weighs that much soaking wet or not is very debatable too. Yeah, it's interesting because there, there was a few of them there. There's a few smallish players um, at the camp. Uh, let me see. I have I have a handy-dandy, dare I say, list to me somewhere uh, floating around here. This will be fun. Do I have a list? Maybe. Maybe. I know I have this thing here somewhere. This is what I get for not having the show notes. And a handy place in it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's hope. Wait, wait, wait. Don't knock over the. Ah, here we go. Weight charts. This is the nice part of it. They give you nice, handy dandy media charts and who's playing where and on what team and all that sort of fun stuff. Actually, the nice gesture that the Devils did yesterday, Timmy, was they gave it to all the fans, which was nice. Um, you know, very, very much a class act. But here we go. For you, Timmy, let's see. Gaudreau is officially listed as 145 pounds. 145. I'm surprised they went that low on the listings. I am too. Personally, I think he is about 144 or 145. Uh, it was rather accurate. You know, Devils had quite a few smallish players. Uh, Brattini, who looked good. Had a goal and assist actually in the game uh, yesterday. Uh, it was five nine and about a, I would I would say he was about one hundred and sixty to one hundred and sixty five. So that was pretty accurate. Um, Cini, though, for those who did not know, uh, played for Merrimack and Hockey East. So there's a lot of there was a, still a good good Hockey East contingent. <laughs> Uh, Tyler Kelleher was there as well. Uh, Keller is uh, Timmy. I watched the I watched the game yesterday, and the thing that jumped off, jumped off the page for me is Tyson Kel Tyler Kelleher for being basically at 155 to 160 pounds. Might be one of the craziest players I've ever seen. He is not afraid to get in the middle of the trees with players that are even 225, 230. I mean, it was fascinating to watch. Yeah, he did get bounced around like a pinball sometimes. Um, but just the mere fact that he could win face-offs and create scoring chances. I mean, look, he's a, I believe he'll be, let's see, if I did my math right, let's see. He's 20, so this would be his, I'm tempted to say junior year at New Hampshire. Um, you know, he scored almost 20 goals on a New Hampshire team that was kind of balanced. He had, to me, from what I watched the Hockey East, I thought he was one of the better players, not named Eichel. Um, I thought he had potential actually to do more in do more damage in Hockey East. And, you know, sometimes if there was a PDO for college hockey, uh, Kel Kelleher's would probably be pretty low, to be honest. Uh, you, did, you did have some bad luck. Um, but overall, looking at some of the pro prospects, Alexander Kafut was pretty decent. Uh, he plays for Hartford at the ECAC. Um, my concern with him is he's another smallish kind of player, Timmy. Um, 
but in the sense is that you look at him, he's 5'11 almost, and he's only 176 pounds. Um, he's still, even though he, you know, he's now 21, well, all right, he'll be 21 in a few weeks, and he still hasn't developed the upper body strength that I thought he would when, when, when he was drafted, so it's a little bit disappointing. Uh, again, this seems like a theme. Even even some of the more built players, uh, Pavel Zaka had some nice hits. Obviously, he wasn't signed to the ELC, and people are kind of befuddled by that. But he did room with Damon Severson. Uh, the piece the piece is up by the will be up tomorrow. By the way, uh, the first batch of prospects on todayslapshot.com. Uh, he made a lot of good plays. He was able to keep his center of gravity even when he was clocked around by some of the bigger Devils prospects. And even Steve Santini hit him, and he stayed up. And that's impressive, because Santini knocked a lot of players around yesterday. Um, I think it's the best I've seen Santini play in a year since the wrist injury. Um, Santini was excellent. He was all over the ice. He was creating plays, um, especially in the first half of the game. The, game's, the game was basically 225-minute halves for those that didn't, you know, have the chance to look at it because it was streamed, I believe, on Periscope. Um, the last five minutes were three on three with stoppages. There was a shootout at the end. Um, you know, Santini was pretty, pretty impressive. I like the way I like the way John Quenville looked. I still believe he was a reach at where he was picked with New Jersey, but I see the potential at least. Lake Coleman looked halfway decent. He just was freshly signed to an ELC, uh, except. Coleman probably needs to learn how to stop the button hook move in practice because Quenville did it to him three different times, Timmy, on the same shift. <laughs> I mean, I saw it once. I'm like, huh? Okay, fair enough. I saw it twice. I'm like, what? And then later in the shift, it happened again. And I'm like, look, dude, Coleman, go left. Go left. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, was, it was a fun experience. Like I said, I got to talk to Ray Shiro. He realizes that his liver is going to need to be in shape after this season um, or during the season, uh, that this is, this is not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination as far as a rebuild. Um, so, alas, people have to take it easy and just understand this is a long-term rebuild in New Jersey. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be easy to attract free agents. Um, so you're going to have, a, yeah, and you're gonna, but you're going to have a lot more access to things that Devils fans didn't have before, and it'll be intriguing to see how fans handle this because they want to win, and the reality is you're not going to right now. Uh, the play, you know, the, the older players or the veteran players have been so, mostly sold on this. Uh, even Corey Schneider, you know, Schneider does not mind waiting around. Um, well, and he's also finally getting this opportunity that he deserves. Yeah, exactly. He's fine with it. He knows he's going to get opportunities to make lots of saves. <laughs> he's going to have to play better than he did in the first four or five weeks last year, though. I mean, that that was a little yeah. bit of a concern, but. You know, as the season went on, obviously he got a he got a lot better. But look, the Devils are going to play this style. I don't see it working all that well. 
they're going to have to bring in younger play, younger offensive players. They just have to. They don't have a choice. Or they're going to have to trade some of their older guys and bring people up and just roll with it because you cannot play this fast puck support style that John Hines is fostering with even with what is currently on the roster right now. It's going to be difficult. You're going to have a 39-year-old Patrick Elias trying to chase pucks around. I, I don't know about that. You know, you got guys like Zubris, Rutu, et cetera, that are rather slow pursuing the puck. So, eh, you never know. Stranger things have happened. We've got about two minutes left on the live portion of the show. Like we said, Blog Talk and iTunes people get, and even Stitcher Radio uh, subscribers get to listen to the show in its entirety, even through the hilariously funny archives that actually don't get cut off. And possibly next week, we may even have a guest of sorts uh, on the show. We're working towards it. People have to understand that, you know, it just started back after being off for seven. It's a slow time of year. It's hard to get guests. Most people are on vacation. Um, ironically, I'll be on vacation a, a few times in the next several weeks. But I'll, be, I'll still be working. And that, that's how I look at it. So, again, we thank everybody for listening. Always fun to do, do the show. And hopefully even two guests who, who knows uh, and we'll try to we'll try to recap if there are actually any arbitration hearings fingers crossed demi need arbitration hearings it, mm -hmm. it makes it makes for good show material uh, this time of year oh uh, it, and aloha kids aloha <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, let's see. The appropriate... Um, let's see. What is a, an appropriate way to um, end the live portion of the show? Let's see. I've, I've come up with a few things. Um, you know what? I think I've got... Here we go. And that's the live portion of the show, folks. <laughs> Just had to do it. Dead once. air. Dead air. Dead air. That's... I had to do it. Dead air. I had to do silence once. Um, you, know, you know what was funny? I'm start. I'm actually looking at some of the stuff for for the for the show tonight. And the internet goes out at, at, at five o'clock at my brother's house. I was over there with with my niece and. And we had barbecue and everything. And it was actually so hot that his inner, his router went router almost fried. And I could hear him going, God damn it. He goes downstairs. I was like, What's the matter, Mark? He's like, I have no I have no internet. And I was like, How do you have no internet? I was like, What? Because it's hundred degrees out? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um Speaking that, that, I think my internet just left. Just went out. No. Really? <laughs> what timing? I'm I'm telling you, this happens quite a bit. I mean, um, 
you know, it, it's strange because I, I was talking, I was talking to to Rachel, you know, with the pro because she wasn't able to go to the prospect camp yesterday be scrimmage because she was going out to buy a car. Um, of course, this makes perfect sense, you know, and and she's like, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, it's scoreless. It's it really is scoreless after the first half. And she's like, no. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, Anthony Bruder actually pitched a shutout, and she's like, no. And of course, our number one goalie prospect gives up five goals on fifteen shots in the second half. Just like, I say, like, wow, we wasted a forty-second pick on this guy. Uh, uh, oh God. Um, it's like, wow, David Conti, you left us so many bad Christmas presents on this tree. <laughs> what did we? What did we do to you? Um, but hey, internet's back. Yeah, see, it was temp. It was temporary. It's. I guess it's, so. It's it's all good, but that that was the thing. Uh, about, about the about the pro prospect uh, camp scrimmage, I wasn't impressed. I really wasn't. Uh, I didn't expect to be, to be honest. Uh, there was definitely some good, you know, good play and potential, but there's just. The, I, I've said it a few times. This team needs so much work development-wise because you could see even the players that have been there and have been in camps before, and they look completely clueless. Um, it Basically, it's a good thing it wasn't actually like the old camps where you were evaluated during this time. You Honestly, if you were a devil, you were evaluated during this camp. Um, Shiro, Ray Shiro is not doing that for a reason. <laughs> he needs to what he needs to see what what he has to see in training camp to make decisions. And you know, even Pavel Zaka needs to get a little more upper body strength. I know he's two hundred and ten pounds and six three, but he needs to get a little more upper body strength, especially in the you know, look, Metropolitan Division tough. The NHL is tough. Period. Um, there, there were there were at least some some red flags with almost every prospect, and there always is. I mean, if people think that oh this guy comes out like a ten from the get go uh, when developing prospects, that's man, they, they they might need to pick another profession at the very least. Mm -hmm. Um, so. Am I tough on prospects? Yeah, I know I am. I'm, I'm tougher on, on the devil's prospects for a reason. I'm supposed to be. That is, last I checked, folks, my job. I'm supposed to not just be all fa-la-la, positive, and everything else. I, I took... Or entirely negative. We have well, to let's be realistic. Yeah, exactly. You have to be realistic with this. Um, I ran into quite a few writers yesterday and bloggers and some guy named Gulitti who still hates my guts. Yes, I did talk to Tom Gulitti. And I did ask him, I was like, so why are you being such a dick to me with the Professional Hockey Writers Association? And I did ask it to him that way. 
And he just looked at me and I was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I sent you several emails. And he's like, I never got them. I'm like, dude, I was like, I had the sent copies. I was like, would you like me to show you? So I mean, I, dad, I'll get anywhere with that. Um, but it's just, it was nice to kind of see him backpedal a little bit for once instead of going on the offensive with some devil's fans. Look, devil's fans ask him some very dumb questions. I understand that. But you're being paid rather good money as the quote-unquote almost chief beat guy now, considering that Richard Shear basically is, has one foot out the door. Um, you should at least not get into Twitter wars with fans of your own contingent and fan base <laughs> because they ask a few dumb questions. You get that rattled. <laughs> That's a bad sign. Um, but again, I did get to talk to um, Ray Shiro. I got to talk to John Fisher from In Louis Trust. I actually got to talk to a few of the guys from In Louis Trust. Um, I did listen to their um, podcast, Talking Red, that talked about some of the prospects. You know, you can check that out on SB Nation and click a few links, and you'll get there rather quickly. Um, but. When you watch the fan base yesterday, it's like they're think they're still thinking that this team can make make a run at the playoffs, and you you just sit there. And I'm sure Timmy, you see it too with some fans of Boston. They think there's a hundred point season just waiting for them. Um, Fact of the matter is, I don't know what's waiting for them. That's the problem. Boston is different. You really don't know what to expect. New Jersey, you know what kind of know what to expect. And you know it's not going to be all that good. I mean, at the best, they might be a team that's around 500. But at worst, they may be around. Um, it, it just it just depends. And you're right, Timmy. I don't know. I would rather almost go in with little expectations than what Boston has right now. Nobody knows what's going to happen up in Boston. It's it's a real mystery yep the um, big question is will Claude julian have a job do you still think that he he's that much he, on the hot seat there in the season i think so they came up to a pretty rough start he's going to be the scapegoat wait 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 oh come on no one he told me about this there's a new Roy Rogers in Sussex County, and nobody informed me of this. Oh, wow. Admittedly, I, I, I'm sad. Um, here, here we go. There will be locations in the next three years in several North Jersey areas, including Bergen, Essex, and Union County. Um, I guess I'll be staying in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> This expansion plans for Roy Rogers? Yeah. Oh my. That's yeah, fine. this is. Yeah, there's a Franklin location. Um, oh, this is Franklin up in Sussex. Okay, there's two Franklin townships, laughably enough, in 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 north North New Jersey, which is kind of laughable. Um, people, people are. Uh, huh. There's a, there's a level of happiness and giddiness. Um, but I'm just saying. But getting getting back to what we were talking about, 
<sighs> Obviously, Boston's an unknown. Florida's an unknown. Ottawa's an unknown. In the Atlantic, if you're just going through really fast to see what what wild card teams are out there and how much it could change things, as we go into our divisional previews of death, which starts next week, by the way, with the me Starkey, Timmy. I need Starkey. I I I I need my Starkey fix. Um, I, think I may have to. to I may have to drag. Yeah, I may have to drag. Mr. Cohen out from hiding as well, just because I, I do want to see the Starkey Cohen uh, debates. It's not my fault, and it really isn't. I just I kind of enjoy it. Um. Now, something else that I might or might not have noticed along the way. Um, we. We had touched on this a little bit during the week, and as everybody knows, there is a serious issue. Not a serious issue, but an issue of principle between me and the hockey writers that hasn't sat well with me for quite a while. Um, basically, when you know you do your goodbyes in such the places, and you expect kind of something to happen, and you're, run you ru you're running a, say, a money fantasy league, you expect to get paid. Or at least that's Ten, that tends to be something that is a given. Um, last I checked, I haven't been paid. I don't know if anybody even from the league has been paid. Um, and hopefully it's something that's easily rectified. But we are going to start some kind of money fantasy league. It's probably going to be a small amount um, at first. Uh, I don't even know what I'm doing with the regular league this year, to be honest, Timmy. Because ESPN just scares me. And Yahoo's not much better. So I, I am looking around to see um, what I can drag around and what I can make work. And even if it's something that we have to kick in a few bucks each team for, I, I don't care at this point. Um, just, to, just to get on office pools so it's a it looks a little bit more professional. Uh, we, we might have to at least consider it so um also next week chris will be doing his awesome retailing and rendering of the 25 25th anniversary of the history of the new jersey devil a nice book that i got from somebody um known as my fiance uh, it's a very nice book lots of pretty pretty graphics and um you know, players that are just a big joy because they've won something. I remember those days. Those were fun. But and a few other things next week, too, as we go into the... Look, division previews are tough in 60 minutes. Things will be missed. We expect that. So people will want to listen in, and we're just going to rapid-fire this all the way through. It will be like basically six to seven minutes a team and go. <laughs> and that's it. It'd be like intro and go. Um, that's that's the plan of attack. So again, it's nice to be in this hi-fi thing where people can hear me. Yeah, I like that. In crystal clear. I've, I gotta give Blog Talk Radio credit, Timmy. Laughably, your end has been slipping on and off. Well, we need that because the internet did go out finally. 
uh, on your end for briefly. But it's kind of funny because somebody just said that to me. It's like, wow, you sound clear as hell, Chris. (laughs) It's true. I did jokingly want to. I did jokingly want to try a show on vacation um, when we, when I go on vacation in August. I don't know yet. One of the weeks we may have to do like a Monday or Tuesday night show. I think it's the second week of August. Um, I'm trying. The problem is I got a lot of things. I, I got a f- several things coming up to me. One being somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. Someone's anniversary. Why I did this, I don't know. Let's start dating somebody a week before their birthday. That's an awesome idea. Um, oh, oh, and then let's start dating them a week before their twenty-first birthday. Oops. Yes. Man, is it costly? Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> we love you, Rachel. Ah, uh, Christmas too. Oh, I, oh, oh, I absolutely do. I mean, who, who am I kidding? Who the hell would put up with me for four years? But our anniversary is Thursday, and somehow we've managed to survive four crazy years. And I couldn't do all this without her. I, I, I couldn't, Timmy. There's no way. I, I, I would have gone nuts by now. Um, I, I, there's no words for, for what, what she's done for me. And there's not enough thanks that I can give because she's put up with me. Mm. Um, and it's nice to have somebody that's a fellow fan of the team. It kind of helps. It really does. <laughs> you're, you're, sound, you're bouncing things off somebody. Who wants to be dating a Rangers fan? You're a Devils fan. That doesn't Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like a Bruins fan dating a Montreal fan. That never works. Well... Dating a rival rarely, very rarely works. It it, it really doesn't. Um, but you know, it's it it is a luxury to be able to bounce off a lot of ideas. And we are bringing back Henry Kutzover, uh closer to the regular season. Unfortunately, because of both my schedule and Rachel's schedule, it won't be at a set time. But there'll be plenty of notice as to when the shows are going on. Um, I do know that fantasy hockey X will start sometime next month. We are starting a little early only because a few of the sites, including possibly Yahoo may, may come out with their platform the last week of August. Leahy has informed me that there's a possibility they come out a week before Labor Day, possibly not set in stone. Um, Plus, Yahoo is going to have a daily fantasy hockey, apparently. So that'll be another thing that I get to just absolutely grill Yahoo until... Look, there's going to be that inevitable night, Timmy, where somebody plays 31 minutes in in the first period (laughs) or scores five goals um, when they only scored one. Um, It's it's going to happen. And I, I can't wait. Yeah, look... I know Yahoo runs through Stats LLC, and Stats LLC just, I, I don't know, sometimes has these comical errors. But either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. I, I really am. 
Um, I'm not looking forward to Windows 10. <laughs> As it was, a lot of the sound clips that go into the show, this is why I haven't this is why I haven't created any new robot or injury ninja Timmy. Yeah. It's because I can't I can't store it until Windows figures out what online device it's going to use or what online driver you're going to be able to store your data on. And I want to make sure that it stays in one place. If they're not, then I'm just gonna wind up having to put it on a USB hard drive. But I rather would wait than to find out the hard way and go, oh, come August 1st, I have to move 300 files from here to somewhere else. It, get, it gets to be cumbersome. And plus, I'm not the most technologically savvy person in the world. I just make it look like I am. I'm not. I'm far from it. Uh, so again, we'll have that. We'll go through the divisions in kind of order. Um, I think it'll pretty much be east and then west. And then that will give us, that will still give us several weeks to be able to go back and change things. Or e even the possibility, Timmy, where we could go almost one every other week. That could take us into training camp if we did it that way, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, where. We could sit there, do basically the main gist of the division, and then the next week, if there's anything to add, we can add in. It's, it seems like a good idea. Um, and that would at least, that, yeah, eight weeks, basically. Let's see, the 26th. Yeah, that would, that would take us right to the start of preseason, Timmy, because the regular season doesn't start till what, the 7th or 8th of October? Yeah. So that would give us a lot of time. Preseason typically starts about two and a half weeks before the regular season, um, except for those straggler games that are played in weird arenas like the St. John's Ice Caps Arena, where Ottawa is playing uh, like in mid-September. Okay. Um, but that will hopefully you know, t take us through because, look, there's, there's not a lot going on. I mean... You know, even even Chico Rush thinks that this could be boring. Oh my goodness, these New Jersey Devils play boring hockey. Oh, they're <laughs> they do. With all uh, due respect, they do. I, I know. I, I it. it's there. The fact that the fact that he actually said it <laughs> and that somebody mixed it in. Um, is funny in and of itself. So again, folks. You know, we'll edit this around. We'll get it to something around 54 minutes. Hopefully, I won't screw up the edit like I almost did last week. That wow, came out bad. I had to actually wind up cutting it even more, cutting it to 52 minutes. Um, hey, it's not easy doing this. Um, it also helps when you hit the right button and you don't cut the other 50-something minutes of the show. I did that. Fortunately, there's an undo button that, that help, keeps you from screwing up. So... Oh, God, I got to write another exciting fantasy hockey piece to me. Um, I may have to write, I may have to write on this arbitration hearing tomorrow. Come, come on, Nashville, settle this so I don't have to. I'd like to not have to do work tonight. 
I'm so I'm really surprised that the, this 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 Craig Smith one is dragged. I I really am. I I thought for sure I, I thought for sure Nashville would settle these two by now. I mean, they have cap space. I I don't get this. Nashville's still below the floor, actually. I mean, functionally, when they pay these guys, they won't be, and they'll be a good bit above the floor. But it, it's just weird. Um, and we we shall see, as they as they say, Mister Rosenthal. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and on the bright side, Timmy, three quarters of the sounds that we have now gotten to, uh, as far as adjusting them. So we we are we are Not getting bad. there. Yeah, no. we're getting there. There's a there's a lot. Um, now the the funny thing is when we did the Warriors one, watch what happens with this. Warriors come out to play. 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 Now, what's funny in this, Timmy, when we played this in the low in this lo-fi setting before Blog Talk did its thing, you never hear the roar of the car motor at all. No. And you hear it clearly, even at half volume. So yeah, you know, again, not 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 bad at all. So I'm I'm getting there. Let's put it that way. I, I, I'm getting there. Uh, hopefully, Before I'll have you know, all the sound. We'll be adding sound clips in no time. That's my plan. I'm I'm gonna try and start purging some of them off because there's ones that have no use. Um, although you know, a few there, a few that I have that just are for sentimental reasons, like the deer hunting song. Um, <laughs> I know it's five minutes of your life that you'll never get back, folks. Um, there, there, there's there's just there's ones on here that just um, it, it's funny we even have an old Dan Rosen interview from like 2011 I think oh my that one's funny um, yeah, I'll admit that one um, you know we have Dr. Claw we have you know case files of the Chris Drury ro trade rumor robot um, one of our first efforts so Again, we have the DX theme still in 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 Hi-Fi, so there's there's that. That that's a good thing. What else do yeah, we, we have in Hi-Fi? Do we do we have Hashioki? If we do, I think we need to end the archives with that tonight. Let's see how this comes out, because I I haven't been able to like you know I got through like A through like about oh I don't know F or G, <laughs> and then I went from like about T to about Z. So I'm getting there. Um, most of the uh, F sounds are deletable, so I'm I'm not even going through them. Uh, that was for other shows, and I'm just going to get rid of them. Although there's there's this one little part of me that you know, don't fear the Reaper, uh, might stay. Um, let's see, Hashioki, Timmy. Let's see what I can do for you. Um, oh wait, there's the NES Gullhorn for plates of steel. No, 
That doesn't count. Um, Hasioki. Oh, look at that, Timmy. It's still here. All right, folks. We're getting out of here. For Timothy Rosenthal and myself, this is the program signing off with that Rick Bartolotta classic, Hashioki. Have a great night, everybody. And, of course, as Timmy says it well, Aloha. Going to find my baby, going to hold her tight, going to grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been, when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of my car, cold or tight? When everything's a little clearer in the night of day. And we know the night is always going to be there anyway. Thinking of you, working up my appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Rubbing sticks out so together makes the sparks ignite. And the thought of laughing you is getting so exciting. Try rocket and flight. Afternoon delight. Afternoon delight. Afternoon delight. Afternoon delight. After all, I've already said after all the ice. Alright. Reserving the